Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. Thank you so much for joining us on this lovely Tuesday. Michaela made it all the way to Japan and back since our last show, sort of. Was it? What did you do last night, Michaela? Something pretty cool that I've wanted to do for a long time and have yet to try. Okay, I did something very cool. I went over to my producer's house to finish the final song on the album, and he was like, hey, babe, I just went to this really great Japanese market, and we're going to hand make sushi. Not just any producer, by the way. Brandon Rogers. Who's been on our show. So talented. He's an icon. Yes. So I was like, well, let's no boo in this bitch. Let's go. (laughs) Oh, my God. The way that fresh fish and making it yourself that's the thing that scares me about making sushi. I didn't know there was an actual market for that type of fish. I would just pick up like a salmon fillet and like make it and probably make myself sick. No, he did. Got it. He got unagi, which I'd never eel. tasted before. Correct, eel. Yes, it's my favorite smoked eel. Incredible. Yeah. We made the rice that you have to make. Like mm. we were cooking. Like mm. I would never do it again by myself. Like catch me not. But he made it so be- We made our own wasabi. Oh, I, you made the wasabi? We made the wasabi. I saw it on your Instagram. How did he know how to do this? He's... This is one thing that is my favorite thing about uh, this particular human being. He loves to be educated. So like when I. we have gigs in Cabo, he's fluent in Spanish. He helped me write my Spanish English song on the album uh. perfectly because he speaks it perfect. Like he loves being cultured. Yeah. He loves travel. He can play any instrument. So somebody taught him. Yeah, he just picks it up. He has no short-term memory, wow. but long-term is great. But it was nice. Yeah, I love that. It's interesting because when I was in college years ago at The Ohio State University, uh, they were featured on SNL this weekend, by the way. Bo and Yang did a whole bit about Ohio State. It's hilarious. Oh, my about God. About the marching band. Um, but uh, when I was there, my ex had gotten me some some tools, and we were going to learn to make sushi. Well, he ended up finding a new boyfriend at some point, so that never happened. But my fiance now... This Christmas, one of my gifts was a certificate to go to a sushi-making class for two. So we were actually talking about it this weekend, and then your Instagram popped up last night, and I was like, I want all the sushi. Yeah, it was just, it's so nice. I also feel like it's such a team-building experience. Him and I are really close. He's known me since I was literally 16 years old, but... It's also art. Yeah. It's a creative expression. Yeah, and then you see it, and you're like, 
Oh, I did. I, yeah, did I need that. to learn. I need to learn, and I need to start doing it from home because also we spent way too much money on sushi. Yeah, well, you know, it's nice because I was having like major anxiety and depression yesterday. Same. Which I think is, and you'll understand this when a big event is over. Yeah, it's first time you can like breathe, mm-hmm. and then you're like, oh god. So to just do something so simple. Yeah. I needed it. We both had great weekends, and then Monday comes along, we get through the show, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, reality. Totally. Here we are. Well, listen, it's going to be a great day here on The Morning Beat. I'm so glad to be sitting next to you, as always, my BFF. We're going to be joined by uh, Dr. James Simmons, talking about daylight savings. We're a couple days into it now, and if you're anything like me, you're feeling sluggish. I don't think it's just the come down from the weekend. I think it's that one hour. Why does that one hour impact us so deeply? He's going to tell us a little bit later on in the show. Uh, But right now, it's time for some news on the beat. What do you have for us? All right, babe. Well, there's a lot going on. Just so sad with this, what's happening in Ukraine and uh, Russia. We'll continue to cover that. But for now, a new poll found that more than six out of 10 Americans are against legislation prohibiting classroom discussion over sexual orientation or gender identity. Uh, The ABC News poll discovered that 62% of Americans oppose this legislation and 37% of Americans support it. The poll found support for Don't Say Gay Bills rose with age, according to the study, but there wasn't majority support in any age group. 43% of those 65 and older said they supported them, but only around a third support them who are under 50. Poll respondents who were LGBTQ plus said they opposed the legislation at 87%. Those who did not identify as LGBTQ plus said they opposed the legislation at 59%. Uh, now, if Ron DeSantis signs the bill, it would go into effect July 1st. Uh, comparable legislation has started to oh, make right its way. Oh, right after Pride Month? Yeah, awesome. right. During, essentially. Oh, yeah. Uh, Comparable legislation has started to make its way through other state legislators, including in Georgia, Tennessee, Indiana, and Oklahoma. And we talked about this. People were like, well, what's the big deal? It's Florida. What's well, That was the big deal about Trump. It's opening this narrative yep. that make people feel comfortable and supported. That's why abortion bans it. in Texas were a big deal. Now they're happening in other states. Because totally. the other states copy, they copy it. They, they hand over the playbook to these other states and they pass the exact same legislation. It's insane. And also, yeah... That headline sounds like, oh, majority of people oppose it. But you're telling me a third of people our age and younger support it? Yeah. That's, think about that. Like, think about how massive that, maybe it's not a majority, but so every time I'm in a room, if I'm in a room with you two right now, that means one person supports it. So every, not not in this room, but I'm saying like in any room you walk into as a queer person, you have to wonder who here doesn't support me. Totally. Who here doesn't believe that I'm an equal human? A third of everybody? Totally. That's insane. It's crazy. Mm-mm. All right, let's get into weather. It's going to be a high of 59 in San Francisco, 83 in Miami, 90 in Palm Springs, 80 in Vegas, 75 in LA, 61 in New York, and 85 in Cathedral City. Now give us a vibe of the day. Do not wait until the conditions are perfect to begin. Beginning makes the conditions perfect. Conditions in the Coachella Valley are perfect today. It's warm there again. Listen, that's also a lesson, okay? Because I made a billion mistakes on this last thing I did, and I was like, great, I'll never do this again. And then I was like, oh, this is how you learn how to just keep getting better. Like, Also, that's how things just get done. Yeah. There's a lot of mistakes along the way. It's just part of life. But I think we forget to normalize that. And I'm happy that you gave that vibe. The Morning Beat with A.J. Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. 
All right, we've talked about this on the show, how many are calling this the TikTok war, uh, what's going on in Ukraine, because there's so much information being spread, good and bad information being spread on social media platforms. So much so that Saturday Night Live this weekend opened with a summit. Their opening scene was President Biden and his uh, press secretary, Jen uh, Psaki, played by Kate McKinnon. And they had a whole bunch of influencers in the Oval Office, and they said, okay, we need some ideas. What do you got? What do you got? Nice. And they would be like, I'm 12 and I'm a TikToker. Is 80 Bryant. She's like, and then she started talking about conspiracy theories. I was like, oh my God, alt-right, no, never mind. You, what do you got? He's like, well, I, I do this thing where I yell this weird word in this tube in people's ears and I surprise them. It's a real TikToker, but they're spoofing it on the show. And my partner and I were watching and we were thinking to ourselves, this is ridiculous. But also, this is the world we live in now. A thousand percent. Like it or leave it, influencers or multimillionaires... They're buying homes. They're starting entire corporations and making their their living on social media, which is why this story is so interesting. Russian influencers are taking to social media, or they were, uh, crying tears of sorrow because their entire lifeline has been ripped out from underneath them. Because Vladimir Putin has now banned Instagram in Russia, saying that they're spreading misinformation. Well, here's what bothers me. Obviously, the influencers are kind of annoying. But I think that what is unfortunate is Putin has had a lot of his power stripped simply by having social media because the people that are in trouble and are hurting are using social media to say this is what's happening yeah. please help us mm-hmm. this is how you can help us this is actually what we need it's why we know that they're actually protesting in moscow and across russia absolutely because of social media so to take the social media completely away the same as like north korea has done to really sort of control the narrative i think is a really dangerous thing mm-hmm. and Am I worried about this Russian queen in Bali eating pizza? Absolutely not, as far as like her following goes. But what's unfortunate is it's it's uh, other people that are being completely harmed. Yeah. I mean, seeing the way that the Russian military is attacking uh, people in Ukraine, going into their homes, killing children, and seeing that actual footage. Bombing maternity hospitals. I mean, it's unbelievable. And I think that that's why so many Americans, not all, but a lot have been like, oh, my God, is this happening in the world? And other countries are like, yeah, bitch, it's been happening. But now you see it. And we're like, oh. And it happened during both world wars. It happened during Vietnam. The difference was we wouldn't know about it until maybe one photo is printed on the cover of the Sunday paper. And then we'd be like, oh, wow, that's really harsh. Or even when the civil rights movement was going on down in the South, we didn't really, it didn't really impact a lot of Americans until they saw black Americans being sprayed by fire hoses by firefighters and beat with billy clubs by cops. Because you actually see it, then it impacts you. Because I do believe that, by and large, most humans around the globe are good people. Yes. When they're given the proper information, we make the right choices. And what social media has done is gotten that information out to people much faster. And listen, we can drag social influencers all you want. I made a lot of money off social media. I made six figures off of it last year. That's more like that's like half my salary for my yearly income. It's a real thing. And for these for these for these influencers, they have way more. I have fifty thousand followers on Instagram. This one woman, she's thirty six years old, her name is Olga. 23 million followers on Instagram. She's making bank. It's crazy. She's making millions a year, and now that entire income has been stripped away. And you might not understand it. 
You might not think it's for you. I can make fun of it and laugh at it because when I was in Bali right before the pandemic, we met some Russian influencers and they were fantastic. But they I were think so sweet. It doesn't she have the privilege, if you have 23 million followers, you also have the, the privilege just to fly to America and just continue your career there. Maybe before this, but the, now now the air the routes have been shut down. Planes aren't flying in and out of Russia anymore from other countries, and that's the thing. You're all of a sudden you're now trapped in this situation where it's no you're no longer a, part, a global citizen. You're now very much just a Russian, and that's what's been happening these last couple of weeks. And now they're getting trapped in this country, and their entire media is controlled by the government now, and social media has been shut down. Putin's getting scared. He's getting scared, and now this information will not get out of Russia, and information won't get into Russia. Yeah, it's it's what happened in North Korea years ago. And look where they are now. Yeah, it's really sad. I mean, I I can empathize, you know, with people losing their incomes. But I think with 23 million followers, she has more than enough money to hold hold herself off. And to maintain for a uh, while. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that that's why it was just completely tone deaf. I'm more upset about the fact that the Russian people are getting their voices taken away. Well, about How about the woman who went on live state media, uh, was it yesterday or the day before, and said no war. And yeah. then there's a sign in Russia. Now she's gone missing. Yeah. She's, she's anti-war and has been very vocal about it, and she's now missing. But that's, that's how it goes, and that's why people are afraid to speak up. Vladimir Putin does. And conspiracies are not. Those things do happen. A thousand you percent open your they mouth, happen. and you have the chance of not ever showing up again. Yep. It's devastating. And also, she's a mother, so it's like... Mm. That's the worst And to have part. the courage to try to do that, she knew exactly what would happen to her, too. And yet she still went live on air and, and shared that sign. Imagine. Mm. All right, coming up, Todrick Hall has finally made a statement about his bad behavior, and somehow it just made everything worse. We've got the details and what's popping. The Morning Beat with A.J. Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. As things open up again and mandates start to lift, uh, there's a lot of really exciting opportunities for you this spring and summer uh, and, and next fall even. Live concerts are a blast. And here's an artist you could support. A little startup. Her name's Lady Gaga. That's right. Her Chromatica Ball is back Heading to Dodger Stadium on Saturday, September 10th. One of her only 15 stadium shows the entire summer. Tickets are on sale at Ticketmaster now, but why try to buy tickets when you could win your way in? Channel Q is giving away five pairs. One of them could be yours. Head over to wearechannelq.com for your chance to win. Love me some Lady Gaga. She's great. She's great in concert. I've seen her. Obsessed with her. Fantastic. Yes. Go see her. Go do it, honey. It's time for What's Poppin'. All right. Oh, Lord God. The story always gets complicated for me because I'm friends with him. Uh, Todrick Hall has um, come out and spoke about his bad behavior uh, and his loss on Celebrity Big Brother. But it seems it is just backlashed once again. He said, I haven't avoided press because I'm afraid to comment on my experience on Big Brother, but more to protect myself and my mental health to make sure I could actually get my show on stage and fulfill my obligations to my fans and my paid employees. I have no desire to prove myself to people who were never rooting for me to begin with, but I do want to say to my fans that I will be commenting on my experience once the show is open because I feel you deserve it. Thanks to everyone who watched and supported me in the BB house. It was the most difficult thing I've ever done, but I'm glad I did. I think it's also important to point out that in that post, the word paid was the only all caps word of the post. Right. Because he's been accused of not paying employees in the past. It's really tough uh, because I know so many ins and outs of this story of this man. We've been friends since I was 16 years old. Um, I know this assistant that... um, 
talk to this publication. Made the ac- accusations. Um, but what you can't deny is that people just aren't having it. And apparently the rumors are that he's inundated the producers of Celebrity Big Brother with phone calls accusing them of rigging the show to make him look bad. He also, rumor has it, called and said he should have won the show and that the producers finally had to tell him to stop calling them. This is a bad look. However, he was just on Masked Singer, who I also know the crew at Masked Singer. They said he was nothing but lovely. So it's really difficult either way. But then you hear rumors that they stopped bringing him on RuPaul's Drag Race a couple seasons back because he was so horrible to the queens that they didn't want to work with him anymore. So they stopped bringing him on the show. It's why he hasn't appeared there. That's the rumor. Right. A lot of rumors. Well, the the, the problem is it's coming from people are not who are not fans of him. And uh, they took to Twitter. They said, Todrick is a perfect example of a narcissistic man who plays the victim card to justify his bad behavior. In other uh, tweets, Todrick has lost his mind. Don't blame the edit. Hashtag RuPaul. That's the way, that part. But also, that's the thing that is difficult because I did watch every single episode. And I watched some of the live live feeds because I love Cynthia Bailey and Carson Kressley. Really, truth, truth be told, that's why I was watching. But also Todrick. He's been an associate of mine over the years. Not a friend like yours, but I've interviewed him many times. And he's always been so wonderful and so present and so lovely. I've seen him on tour. I've gone and supported him. And he was really awful on the show. And I think that's just what he has to say. They're put in this pressure cooker situation where they have no access to the outside world and they have to compete with celebrities, right? He was awful to people. He said really mean, hurtful things. I have to be honest. so I think he needs to address that. Because we can all be catty. I get it. mm, Just address it. No, I don't agree. I think it's a him thing. Mm. And I just say that because I know how he's treated other people. So much so that I've had to sort of remove myself. Listen, he asked me to sing on tour with him. And I had to decline because Mm. of his bad behavior and because of my own morale. Like, I will say from what I do know that I don't want to get mixed up is that the way he acted on Big Brother wasn't like a pressure cooker situation. Like he's not being a nice guy. And I think you have to be accountable because at some point it does come out. There's a reason he's not working with RuPaul. Listen, and and karma is a bitch. And the thing is you can build a career, you know, on one persona, but if that persona isn't kind, there will come a time and a place where that persona is no longer cool. And that's kind of what's been happening right now. We're seeing like, Remember Perez Hilton, how popular Perez was for Can't being mean? Can't stand him. Now, no, but been canceled. So that sort of personality. and, and, and People here, don't want that. Here's the thing. Todrick has a really sweet, tender, endearing side to him. Lean into that. Take ownership of your actions and the things that you said to Chris Kirkpatrick and the things you said to Cynthia Bailey and the things you said to, uh, to other people on the show that were just so hurtful. To Shannon Mokler, the lies you told about her, the, the way you lied to Carson Kressley to his face, and he's been a friend of yours for years. They didn't do that to you. No, nobody else did that. Only Todrick did those things. So lean into that sweet, endearing side that we know and love and just own up and say, hey, I messed up. I messed up. I'm a human. That's easy to forgive. Yeah. I've said I've said terrible things in my life. We'll and, see. You know what I mean? I just I wish you would do that. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll yeah, see if you we'll, will. We'll see. All right, coming up, was it hard for you to wake up this morning and this week? Yes, And yes, is it yes. because of the time change? <laughs> how to not feel so groggy and how long does this feeling last? We're joined with Dr. James Simmons in the next hour. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. Coming up this hour, we're going to be joined by Dr. James Simmons. Talking about daylight savings time and why... We still feel so sluggish. How on earth? It's always this one, too. It's when we lose the one hour that gets me. I know that we like it in the long run because it stays brighter later. I love that part of it. But at first, it's so difficult to adjust to. How does one hour have such an impact? It feels like a five-hour difference somehow. We're going to be talking to him about the science of it all and give some tips on how you can uh, get back to your, your fullest, best self a couple days after this whole thing went down. I tell you what, this weekend, my partner didn't even know what happened. He's like, I feel weird. We skipped our dog's graduation. There, I said it. He was supposed to have... First of all, Kingston will need to have another graduation because according to my uh, fiance, Emil, Kingston was not participating properly at his school. He had some, he had a couple rough moments. He started off strong the first couple of weeks. I wasn't there. I was, I was, his dog did not like the treats they were giving him to learn his like, lessons, he so like he treats. spit them out. He, yeah, he doesn't like them. And then whatever we fed him this week, we thought we gave him a treat that he would really like, and then he went number two all over the kitchen three different times, maybe He said, four. you'll give me a meal or you'll give me nothing. Maybe five. It was a rough day yesterday. So Kingston did not graduate, and he's very much aware of it. And I respect that. He also didn't earn it. So No, he did it. I will say that Emil literally told me that he was so mad at Kingston <laughs> because they were at... <laughs> Dog school. Yeah. And the guy standing next to him realized that Emil had like not, he didn't have the treats for Kingston to follow the rules, like sit or whatever. So the guy goes into his pocket and hands him treats and he's like, here, you can try these. And Emil was like, that's very nice, but these are the same treats that he doesn't want. So this doesn't help me. Yeah. So he tried to give Kingston those treats and Kingston Looked at that man and spit them out. He likes mozzarella cheese. It's the only thing that works for he's him. He's Italian. Yeah, that's what his uh, that's what his trainer said. Try high oh, value. So he's Italian. Well, they boy. said he, they said what you need to try with your dog is high value treats that'll get him to listen. So we said they said here's the highest one you can get: hot dogs. Cut them up in little teeny pieces, freeze them in bags in the freezer so they're kind of cold and they stay. And you can train with them for a long time. We buy a whole pack. I cut. I made little baggies. Did a whole thing. Prepped the whole thing. Didn't think we should have tried it first to see. And we tried. He has no interest. None. We're like, well, what's higher value than this? They said there wasn't anything. 
So we went to cheese and it worked. So well, cheese is okay. They can have cheese. And then it ended up does all over like our kitchen, butter? our kitchen floor. So he loves peanut butter. Yeah. Yeah, he does like that one actually. Yeah, you can have peanut. He likes carrots. No, he just looks at them for a while. He likes bananas. I like bananas. Strawberries. He likes strawberries too. He Listen. loves chocolate. But he kept no what? <laughs> I'm kidding. I knew oh my god! You, I knew you would catch that one. Oh my god! I was <laughs> like, wait, no. Chocolate will kill your dog. Don't feed your dog it chocolate. So will. Yeah, okay, how about some news on the beat? All right. Well, there's a lot going on. Apple Inc. Chief Executive Office Tim Cook raised concern on Thursday over LGBTQ laws in the United States, mainly those focused on young people that opponents refer to as "don't say gay" legislation. As a proud member of the LGBTQ community, I'm deeply concerned about laws being enacted across the country, particularly those focused on our vulnerable youth, Cook said. Now, Walt Disney's uh, company, Bob Chappick, is another chief executive to voice his disappointment about the LGBTQ legislation. Major U.S. tech firms, including Alphabet Inc.'s Google, Microsoft Corp., Meta Platforms Inc., and Apple are among more than 60 companies that have opposed equating gender-affirming treatment with child abuse by putting their names to an ad that ran in Texas on Friday. Google, Microsoft, Apple, and Meta did not immediately respond to requests for comment. Uh, we talked about this the other day, that the HRC, I was at the dinner on Saturday night, and they were offered a $5 million donation from Disney, and they turned it down and said, not until you fix this. Wow. Not until you get them to shut down the Don't Say Gay Bill in Florida. Good. Then we'll take the money. Good. And you could double it. I added that part, but that's what they should say. Yeah, seriously. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into weather. It's going to be a high of 90 in Palm Springs, 73 in Houston, a high of 89 in La Quinta, 90 in Cathedral City, and 75 in Los Angeles. Now give us a vibe of the day. Watching live coverage right now, uh, breaking news. There's a shot of Ukraine bombs uh, bombing a Russian military position hidden in the forest. They're fighting back. They're fighting hard. The Ukrainian people are incredible. Uh, We'll keep you updated on the situation there, obviously, throughout the day and and all week long. Uh, Here's your vibe of the day. Do not wait until the conditions are perfect to begin. Beginning makes the conditions perfect. And before we let you go, I want to tell you about the perfect conditions that uh, we have created here at Channel Q for you. Do it. To go see Lady Gaga. And her Chromatica Ball, she's making uh, only 15 stadium shows this entire summer. One of them happens to be at LA's Dodger Stadium. It's iconic. If you've never seen a show there, you need to go. I saw Madonna one time. She was amazing. Uh, it's taking place on September 10th. Tickets are on sale at Ticketmaster right now. But we have an opportunity for you to go for free. We're giving away five pairs of tickets here on Channel Q. One of them could be yours. Head over to wearechannelq.com for your chance to win. Is it five pairs or is it five pair? Because whoever wrote this promo wrote the word pairs. And I, I believe the plural of pair is still pair. Yeah, pair. Is it? Five pair of tickets. Or is it five pairs of tickets? I thought it was pairs. Could it be both? Maybe. Well, we'll hmm. Google it while somebody, we're on our break. Somebody sent us a DM. Somebody I, fix I'm this. I'm a published author and I have no idea. No clue. All right, well, coming up, uh, maybe it's because we're feeling groggy with this time change. Yeah, maybe that's why I don't know how to talk. It's not your fault. Was it hard waking up, and how do we get used to this old time change? Dr. James Simmons joins us coming up in seven minutes. The Morning Beat, Channel Q. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. Thank you so much for joining us. If you're still struggling to adapt to this new world we're living in, you're not alone because daylight savings time is tough. Even though we've been in it for a couple of days, it feels like we're all exhausted. We're feeling sluggish. 
but there's probably a scientific or medical reason why. It's time for What the Health, the Dr. James Simmons. Let's do our it. Our in-house nurse practitioner, Dr. James, how are you? I am well this morning. How are y'all? Good, good. I will say this. If 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 you're feeling a little bit sluggish, it's probably because you uh, partied your face off at the HRC dinner on Saturday night, and you and your husband looked fantastic <laughs> Icon. doing it. You're iconic. Well, thank you. Love and adore you. It was so As great. As did you and your... You and your fiance, of Thank course, you. Emil Thank looks you. fantastic as well. It was fun hanging out with you in the real world. Um, but now we're struggling yeah. because the next morning we lost an hour and it feels like we're still Lord. all struggling to get on track. What's going on and why does it feel like this one hour uh, has such an impact? It feels like it feels like we lost like 10 hours. What's going on? Doesn't it feel like that? And yes. it not only do we feel like we lost 10 hours, but it actually has a significant impact on our health, at least for a couple of days. Yesterday, so Monday, the day uh, after, like when everyone comes back to work, rates of heart attacks <gasps> go up by, in some studies, as much as 24%. Wait, what? Why? That day. Isn't that wild? The percentages of strokes go up, percentages of, of like TIAs, transient ischemic attacks like Haley Bieber had, things like that actually go up on the Monday after, uh, particularly this one where we spring forward and yeah. we lose an hour. This one's hard. It completely, it, it is hard, but it also completely destroys our circadian rhythms and a lot mm. of the sort of like metabolic functions and hormonal functions in our body that keep us balanced and even just that hour if we don't fully prepare for it or go into it in the right way and treat it with you know the respect that it deserves it can really cause some significant issues now i will tell you i don't say throw those statistics out to scare everybody today we're back to normal today the rate of heart attacks that are at least can be associated with daylight saving time uh, goes back to normal, but we still feel sluggish. And that's because most of us, AJ, did dumb things like party on Saturday mm-hmm. night and we didn't really, uh, you know, prepare for this like we should have. I loved it. Yeah. I, had, I had a great time. That's really interesting that you say that because I think that people oftentimes start their Sundays like with the Sunday scaries. They know they have to go back to work. Sometimes <laughs> it starts creeping in on Saturday. Yeah. That's enough pressure in itself, that anxiety. And then losing an hour, now you're just exhausted. So we're out of that. Thank God. But how do you sort of get out of the grogginess that I still kind of feel? Because also, I totally forgot that there was a time change. I woke up and was like, why does my microwave not match my phone? And then I was like, oh, got it. Okay. (laughs) Isn't that the thing? Well, okay. So I'll give you some tips that will maybe help us all out at least next year. So what you should do to sort of minimize the health impacts of this uh, is really have a busy Saturday and then prepare to be kind of down on Sunday and Monday. Like don't necessarily have a lot of activities. uh, You know, once we change the clock forward, also listen, we all want to like, I'm drinking coffee right now. We all want to be drinking coffee and doing all the things to like get our energy up. And that's actually the opposite of what we should be doing. We should sort of try to ease into what I know and find our like natural rhythm. I mean, drink your normal amount of coffee, but just don't drink a lot more coffee to try to catch up. A couple of things you want to do for these next few days to get back on track is to start to wind down a little bit earlier in the evening than you normally would, right? Your body's going to feel like, I can stay awake till midnight. Yeah. But if you normally go to bed at 11, go to bed at 11 and do your normal bedtime routine. It's going to be tough for a night or two, but you'll thank me later. The other thing is maximize this natural light. 
So the second Love that it. sun is up, and as long as it is up, spend as much time letting that sun hit your face. It literally is a part of our biological clock, and it will help reset everything. So if you can limit, you know, don't go overboard on the caffeine. Get as much light as you can. Start to wind down. Do that normal bedtime routine. We'll be right as rain by the end of the week. Right as rain. I love it. And also, you know what's interesting to me? Like, I feel like the, the rest of the world loves this time change. And in the summer, I like it. But this time of year, I actually don't like it because oh. we work so early that yeah. when it's still bright out at night and I feel like I have to go to bed, then that becomes a problem for me. Now, 8 o'clock, I'm like, we're raging, mm-hmm. Lisa, get yeah. up. So, so Whereas that, in the winter, I'm like, everyone go to bed In now. the winter, I'm like, it's been dark for three hours and it's time to go to bed. I'm fine. I'm okay with it. So I actually don't like this time change as much until the summer comes along and then I just live my best life. I'll ask you about this, though, because you and I were actually your personal friend also of Michaela and I's outside of the show as well. And uh, we, you and I were kind of chatting last night as I was going to bed. And Michaela knows this as well. I was going through it yesterday. I did not create space for myself to kind of ease into this. I worked really hard on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I came into work Monday. I worked really hard. And then I had to go shoot a podcast after work. I was doing all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And I was so depressed yesterday. And I didn't know why. Mm-hmm. And I started to really struggle. Mm-hmm. The imposter syndrome was coming in. I was feeling down about myself. I was comparing myself to other people. Is it possible that my mental state was just impacted by the shift in my, you know, circadian rhythm or my my time clock, my internal time clock? It is 100% possible that that's what's going on. And and 100% probable um, because I was, you know, as as you pointed out, you know, we were kind of chatting last night on text. I wasn't feeling super great either yesterday. And I look back on it and I was like, man, that was one of the most productive days I've had in months, especially <laughs> considering everything that was sort of going on with, you know, my, my dad passed and yeah. all those things. Like, I haven't We're been so a very that, productive Dr. dude James. in the last. Thank, thank you, by the way. Thank you. I appreciate that. But now I sort of feel like I'm coming back to myself and then wham, we get hit by this daylight saving, right? It, it really does. I don't think people value because we don't talk about it. It's not sexy. Like talking about your circadian rhythms isn't the sexiest thing on earth. Listen, so I think hot. it's sexy it because so the relief so it brings to me feels better than anything else. I'm telling you, the anxiety yeah. is too much. And I think that it, it, it is too much. Yeah, it just makes people feel better because I think everyone was just a little bit off. I am learning though, and learning to take breaks. I was always like, why am I being such a raging bitch right now? And then I'd be like, well, I guess I slept six hours. I did not realize how important rest truly is and how much it affects your we're getting, mood. We're getting older, honey. But does we need it, it now. I, I literally think about it. I literally think about it like our phone. Like, listen, if you if you need to put yourself in this mind space, we all like could depend on our phones and just the society we live in right now, the works that we do, all of those things. Everyone's on their phone constantly. But if you don't charge your phone, at night or whenever you need to charge it, you don't have it. Yeah. And that's literally our body, our mind, our soul, our spirit. So you just, you, sometimes you have to put that phone down on the charger and leave it alone. It's the exact same thing with our mind, body, emotional, spirit connection. Sometimes we've got to put our body down, let it recharge so we can get back up and keep killing it. All I took away is put the body down. Put the body down. Put, put, put the, the body, body down. down. I'm going to try to put the Maybe body down. Maybe that's going to be my new catchphrase. Yes, put, put that down. body put down. Put that body down, Jimmy Sims. <laughs> 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Have you heard of this little play um, that hopefully more people will know about very soon because I think it's actually really great. It's simply called Rent. Have you heard of it? Never. No. Don't know what it is. Brand new. Wonder what it's about. Apparently, uh, there are still people in the world who don't know about Jonathan Larson's iconic Rent. There's just a movie nominated right now for all sorts of awards, Andrew Garfield nominated, called Tick, Tick, Boom. It's about the early years of Jonathan Larson before he created the masterpiece that is Rent, uh, which he never actually got to see go to Broadway because he died uh, before the first night of previews. It's a, it's a tragic story. Well, now there's theater goers who walked out of Rent because they did not know the show was about gays. Who on earth would not know? But despite all of its acclaim, uh, this theater goer was apparently unaware of the content. So on Saturday during a matinee performance, um, just walked right out. Uh, the audience member left uh, during the performance of Today for You, Tomorrow for Me, sung by the drag queen character Angel, which is one of my favorite performances of the entire show. Uh, they told a staff member they were leaving because I didn't realize the show was about gays. <sighs> what is people's problem like what's the issue how on earth do you not know the show is about about the hiv crisis in the 90s hello i did you not read a synopsis did you not get a playbill like and also maybe stick around and learn something but it's 2022 the show's been out for 30 years yeah this is wild to yeah me. it's this crazy is, i don't uh. i i feel like people just insist on not educating themselves Mm -hmm. and really just like being aware and being present. And I think that uh, anybody that doesn't know what rent is about, like, like, what did you think? Like, what did you think, babe? You thought Mm. everyone was just singing and then at some point crying and then somehow like activism was sort of involved. And then there was like a lot of gay people there. Like what? This got, this got a lot of attention on social media and the theater that was hosting this performance of rent said that, uh, they're going to combat hate this individual's hate by creating something positive from it. So they actually donated a portion of the proceeds from that night from the box office, uh, to an LGBTQ plus charity that their cast is going to vote on and decide on. Um, but this show premiered in 1996. Like it's not their issue for like you got mad and went to the to the to the people running the theater and to the ushers and complained that there was a gay theme and 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 this is why things like these book bans and the don't say gay bill and all these other anti queer anti trans bills that are being you know pushed through legislations across the country right now. That's why they matter because you start to cut off people from information. And, and, and these sorts of things happen. Rent has been out for 30 years, and this guy had no idea. Do you know what I mean? There are still people in this country and around the world who live under a rock, and they would rather not get to know anything about us. And when something like a drag queen performing comes out on that stage, that's a problem. Angel's iconic. And Today for You, Tomorrow for Me 
is a beautiful song. A beautiful and song. Also, angels dying of AIDS. <laughs> like that's that's the plot line. It's like the plot of the show. And if you can't find some compassion in that, sir, maybe the theater is not the place for you. Because also, I'm going to tell you a little something else about theater. There are gays left and right, up and down, front and center, everywhere. Without our community, the theater community would not be what it is without queer people. Yeah. That's always been the case. Whether, I totally wh- whether agree. it's a show about HIV and AIDS or not, I mean, we are the, the, the bloodline of the theater community. So maybe maybe find a new hobby then. Absolutely. Or open your heart a little bit and try to go see it again because you might learn something. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. All right, coming up. Oh, God, this was on everyone's conversation mouths this weekend. Tinder swindler victim suffers a legal setback. It's devastating. We've got the news next. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. It's time for another round of what's poppin', Michaela. It's your time to shine. All right, babe. Well, Tinder Swindler has suffered a setback when it comes to the women of Tinder Swindler uh, because of a legal battle that uh, is having a bank, sorry, to hold a bank who paid uh, the money on her behalf. So the women of Tinder Swindler thought that they would be able to get their money back because they sort of blame the bank for giving it to him. And the bank's saying, no, no, no. And in a lawsuit, it's not looking so good. So one of the women says, I transferred all my money in 2018, the year that Ng received a mega fine because the bank did not do enough against money laundering. We think Ng could have, Ng could have done more to protect us. ING. Because we, oh, is that how you say it? Three, three capital yeah, letters, it's ING. ING, yeah. Okay, okay. Because we transferred our money to a scammer who was already on fraud lists. Uh, okay, that part's interesting because they're already on a fraud list, then they should have been doing their due diligence. So that's what they're the saying. Bank. Like, if you, as the bank, already knew um, that money laundering was going on through your bank, mm-hmm. you had Tinder Swindler on a list and you continued letting it happen. Like, we understand that it's our responsibility, but also as a bank, it's yours to yeah. protect us as well. But it doesn't look like the judge is agreeing with them, and uh, they're going to have to continue fighting. It's interesting. My oh, this sucks. Emil finally watched Tinder Swindler the other night, uh, Sunday night, I think, when I went to bed. He was like, it's wild. We have a lot of thoughts. The guy's obviously a crook. If the banks knew that he was also all already swindling banks and laundering money, they should have had systems in place to stop that as an institution, Right. Also, these women hold fault, in my view, because they were so gullible. And who on earth, I don't care how much somebody tells you they love you after a couple of weeks, you don't go take out loans for twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars for somebody and just send it to them, somebody you just met. Right. I've been with my partner for nine and a half years. And if he said, right now, I need fifty thousand dollars, I need you to go take out a loan, I would be like, Whoa, hold up. What's going on? I need to know details. Even my partner, I'm going to marry this guy. I would still be like, "Eh, what for? Please tell me. If he really, really pressed, I might just do it. But not after a few weeks. Yeah. So there's got to be also some accountability on the part of these women who got swindled. Listen, and the one girl in particular, the first girl in the the, I'm like, come on, girl. You are so desperate for love. And I I feel for you as a I feel for you as a human. But don't take out tens of thousands of dollars in loans and max out your credit cards to give to this jerk. Yeah. It's just weird to me. So, yeah, the banks should fix it. 
but also on a personal level, ladies, come on. Yeah, come on. Expect more for yourself and like just do better also. Yes. Yeah. Seriously. All right, coming up, do you trust people that have pets and do you judge people who hate pets? Yes, I do. Yeah. I think being mm-hmm. a pet lover says everything I need to know about you. Yep. We'll discuss next. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. So, so, wow. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for hanging with us. We appreciate you. Um, we also appreciate people who have pets. And I'm going to be honest, I don't trust people who don't have pets. I don't trust people who don't like pets. And I didn't have a pet until a year ago. And now I'm a changed man. Amen. We're having that conversation coming up in about 15 minutes. How do you feel about people who do not like pets? It's so crazy. I really have a personal story. My mother used to be like, ugh, I hate pets. I hate dogs. I hate animals. So I like took that on because that's what she said. You're sharing the personal story right now? So I, yeah. You're not going to tease it for the segment? Go. Okay, you know what? I'll tease it. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, leave I, it with no, that, I, I, and then listen. I'll let you know where I'm coming leave from. Leave them hanging. I want to know about your mom, because I know a lot about her, but I do not know this story. This story's crazy. So how about you give us some news on the beat now, and then we'll listen to some really fun music for a moment, and then we'll talk pets with Dr. Megan Keeley Mueller, uh, who's an associate professor of human-animal interaction at the Cummings School of Veterinary Medicine at Tufts University. That's pretty impressive. Iconic. What a title. Yes. Uh, How about some news on the beat? All right, Babel. Three transgender Oklahomans are suing the state for refusing to allow them to update their birth certificates to accurately reflect their genders. The federal lawsuit filed by Lambda Legal alleges that Oklahoma's current policy surrounding birth certificates intentionally discriminates on the basis of transgender status. In November, Governor Kevin Stitt issued an executive order prohibiting I'm sorry, prohibiting Oklahomans from updating the gender on their birth certificates. He did so in response to a non-binary person's successful attempt to have their gender identity reflected on their birth certificate in the state. Stitt's order banned and any ability to update one's gender on their birth certificate and banned the existence of a non-binary option. As part of the order, Stitt also called on the state legislature to pass an explicit law banning non-binary identities from being recognized on birth certificates. It is now being considered to do just that. Why are people so hateful? Why do you care? Why do you care what somebody's gender is? Why do you care how they identify? Why does that bother you so much? Don't know. Cis straight man. Like, why do you care? Don't know. It... All right, another news. A new poll found that more than six out of ten Americans are against legislation prohibiting classroom discussion over sexual orientation or gender identity. Uh, the poll discovered that 62% of Americans oppose this legislation and 37% of Americans support it. The poll found support for Don't Say Gay bills rose with age, according to the study, but there wasn't majority support in any age group. 43% of those 65 and older said they supported them, but only a third support who are under 50. Now, poll respondents who are LGBTQ plus said they opposed the legislation at 87%. Those who did not identify as LGBTQ plus said they opposed the legislation at 59%. Uh, now, if Ron DeSantis signs the bill, it would go into effect on July 1st. Comparable legislation has started to make its way through other state legislators, including in Georgia, Tennessee, Indiana, and Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 90 in Cathedral City, 90 in La Quinta, a high of 72 in Houston, 90 in Palm Springs, 80 in Vegas, 75 in L.A., and 61 in New York. Now give us a vibe of the day. Before I do that, uh, speaking of weather, 
You know that the, the fall here in Los Angeles is so beautiful? September is one of my favorite months. It's so nice to go do things outdoors, see concerts and things like that. And we have an opportunity of a lifetime for you because Lady Gaga is coming to LA's Dodger Stadium September 10th. She's only doing 15 stadium shows the entire summer. Tickets are on sale at Ticketmaster right now, but why buy tickets when you could win your way in? Head over to uh, wearechannelq.com right now for your chance to win. We're giving away five pairs of tickets. You ready for a vibe, Michaela? Ready, baby. All right, I got you. Do not wait until the conditions are perfect to begin. Beginning makes the conditions perfect. Iconic. Love it. I love it, baby. All right, coming up. What does it say if a person doesn't like pets? They're terrible. They're the worst human beings. <laughs> uh, and we're going to talk about the importance of it next. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Okay, I'm going to be really honest. Uh, about a year or so into the pandemic, I was really in my emotions. And early on, I realized that the thing that got me through it was Michaela's pet, her dog. Rocco. We recorded from your home for about 10 weeks, and he was really my saving grace. Thank you. So my partner and I started looking at dogs. We were like, okay, we need this in our lives because there's a lot going on. And I think a lot of people can relate to that right now. Um, and, And I tend to have issues with people now who don't like dogs, who don't like cats, who don't have pets. I have opinions about them. Uh, so here to help me work through those emotions is Dr. Megan Mueller, uh, Associate Professor of Human-Animal Interaction at the Cummings School of Veterinary Medicine at Tufts University. Dr. Mueller, how are you? Hi, thanks so much for having me on. I do want to ask, is it pronounced Mueller or Mueller, Mueller because where I come from, it's Mueller, but I just want to make sure I'm saying it right. It is Mueller, that's uh, right. You got from, it right. I'm from, okay. I'm from the Midwest. You have a lot of Mueller's back home. Um, yes, absolutely. This is fascinating. <laughs> and I am Michaela, you're a big pet animal or pet well, lover. So you know what's really funny, and I don't know what how common this is or what you know of this, but my mom we hate her. We have no relationship with her. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we don't hate her. But growing up, she was like, I'm not a pet person. I hate animals. Yuck, get them away from me. So when I got older, I literally didn't realize that I was the biggest animal lover ever. And when I was old enough, I was like, obsessed. Like, I'm obsessed. Okay, doctor. Like, I would hold any animal if they mm. would let me. I would wrap them like a little baby. I would give them a bottle if necessary. And I would sing lullaby. Like, I'm obsessed with them. <laughs> so, what does it say, I guess, about people who do not like animals at all in comparison to people who really do? Yeah, that's a great question. And I do think people have very strong feelings about, you know, whether they're an animal person, not an animal person, a cat person, a dog person. And there's sort of these identities that we have that are wrapped up in that. And, um, you know, I think the things that make us gravitate towards animals are being able to be responsible for them and care for them. That nurturing is really gratifying for us. And also they're non-judgmental companions, which which makes them really wonderful companions. Now, that is so true. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I have – my partner and I have been together nine and a half years. We're getting married this summer, and I have fallen more in love with him since we got our dog, Kingston, over the last year than I ever thought I could be because – Something about watching him with our son, and he is our son, and if anybody says he's not, I will fight Drag them. them. Uh, but the way he interacts with our son just makes my heart melt. Now, 90 million American households have at least one pet. Um, what, if any, is there is there actually a difference between people who have dogs versus people who have cats? Because personally, I'm very, very allergic to cats. 
and I, I, I always make a joke that I don't trust people uh, who don't who have a cat. I just don't trust mm-hmm. them because I don't trust cats. But is there actually, scientifically speaking, any sort of difference between dog owners and cat owners? Yeah, absolutely. Um, actually, there are some species differences that we see in the research, and I, I do love cats, um, but a lot of the research has been showing benefits for dog owners that sometimes we don't see in cat owners. Mm. And some of this is related to things like walking, right? You're more likely to walk more sure. often if you have a dog and you're mostly not taking your cat out for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I like to think of pets as being just really highly individual that you know, that's the great thing about pets. There's lots of different types of pets, and you can pick one that fits your particular lifestyle. Well, it's, it is. Um, no, speaking yeah. to your, about walking dogs, it's really interesting. And this came up just yesterday with my partner, and we've lived in the same. I've lived in the same building for ten years now, right? I didn't know a single one of my neighbors except for Miss Schaefer. May she rest in peace. And I didn't know anybody else. And since we've had a dog. We make friends now. We have little play dates. There's dog parks we go to. Our dog has a girlfriend named Skylar. She's a husky. She pounces on him. She's so much bigger than he is. <laughs> but now we're friends with the parents. So it actually makes us more involved in our community, I found, just being dog owners. Totally. Absolutely. I think, I think dogs are the ultimate icebreaker. Mm. They're something that is a shared interest that you might have with someone that you, you don't know how to start a conversation with somebody, but you can say, wow, I love your dog. And all of a sudden you're talking about your dog and then you're talking about other things. Mm-hmm. So they're great facilitators to meeting other people and just sort of breaking that down that initial barrier. I think so too. And I think that like dogs genuinely prepare you for motherhood or parenthood or any sort of patience because I would like to say that I took my dog Rocco to Runyon Canyon a few weeks ago and he was thriving. He was so happy. And then I took him the next day and we made it halfway up and he walked himself down the hill and to my car. And I was like, uh, okay. I don't know what's happening here, but I guess we hate this now. So I've had to learn patience and going with the flow. Oh, absolutely. I am also a parent, and I definitely feel like having a dog first kind of gave me some of those skills of being adaptable and figuring out what they want that might be different from what we want. Yeah, they're crazy. Well, Dr. Megan, (laughs) thank you so much for joining us, Associate Professor of Human-Animal Interaction at the Cummings School of Veterinary Medicine at Tufts University and co-director of the Tufts Initiative for Human-Animal Interaction. And thanks for for letting us know that we are fantastic humans because we're dog owners. That's what I take away from this. Absolutely. Absolutely. You bet. Well, thanks for having me on. Thank you. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. All right, we talked about pets just a moment ago, and I remember when we first got our dog, Kingston, one of the first nights we were we were with him and cuddling with him on the couch, and his personality was starting to come out, and he was starting to, you know, we started to get comfortable with us. And I'd had an edible on the couch because they're legal in California, and I'm a grown adult, right? And I got so emotional, I said to my partner, Okay, he's only going to live for like 15 years. What are we going to do? I can't imagine life without our son. He's going to die someday in 15 years. Hopefully, he lasts at least that long. Right. And he says, our dog is three months old. Like, why are you saying this right now? There are things to think about. Stop it. And I started to get really Mm. in my head, which is interesting because this story kind of touches on that a bit. This this woman, she loved her cat Chai so much, um, but Chai was sick and died young. So... She, out of pure love, spent $25,000 to clone her cat. Okay, I'd like to tell a story. Would you do the same? Ask me three years ago, because I think we did a story similar to this three years ago. And I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Well, if you tuned tuned in then and now, one, thank you. Two, sorry. 
Sorry, also sorry. <laughs> but then something terrible happened. My angel Bruno got so, so, so uh, sick. Yeah. And he was about to die. And we were like, there's nothing we won't do for this dog. What does he need? Well, now he's sick again. And me and Lisa have been like devastated because we're on borrowed time. And we know that. However, we've been manifesting five more healthy years. And so that's what we need to keep putting out there. But looking at him, I'm like, yeah, I'd pay $25,000 to clone him. Totally. How old is Bruno now? Bruno's uh, 10. So not that old. He's not that old. a rough life. And you know, it's hard because you can have dogs that are 16 years old. You can have dogs or animals or pets that are five years old. But I really believe this. And this sounds like so woo-woo, but I believe it so much. I think our little pets are sent to us when we need them. Mm. And they really are like the greatest little gifts. And so this connection that you have with each other is so intense. And to know that like it really is like losing a child. It's like losing somebody that you've spent your whole life with. Especially when it's unexpected. This woman who cloned her cat, Chai, uh, Chai died at five years old. So it was very unexpected, Um, and she said she couldn't even sleep that night. I was up all night having conversations with my roommate, who happened to be a vet tech. So they worked in the field, and at some point, they started talking about cloning. She did a whole lot of research, found a company that that did just that, Uh, and four years later, four years later, she had the money, and she cloned her cat, and now her new cat is named Belle. She said they, that they look identical, but the animals uh, definitely have their own personality uh, because the personalities are based on external factors and how you're raised. It's sort of like, you know, if I were raised in Las Vegas, I might be a little bit different if I than when I was raised in Ohio. You know, right. you and I have personality traits that are different just based on our upbringings. Right. And that's sort of the same thing. Twins can be raised in different environments and have very different characteristics, but some that are very similar. Essentially, that's kind of what happened uh, with this cat. This new cat, though, she said is a bit of a troublemaker. <laughs> Chai, oh, Chai was a sweetheart. Baby. Chai was a sweetheart, and Belle is not so much of a sweetheart. But I think, listen, I get it. I can't imagine uh, what I would do if anything happened to Kingston. No, like he literally just—and we've had him for over a year now. And I still, I hold him at night, and sometimes I go to bed late because I'm so obsessed with cuddling him before I go to bed. He's like a teddy bear. Yeah. They, they call my breed the teddy bear dog. Well, and also it's like there's no feeling like when your pet needs you. Like. Oh, he had a tummy ache yesterday. Even and like Vanessa. Me. Vanessa came and watched our dogs this weekend and now she's like best friends with them and our dogs are obsessed with her. And they, they're just so, I mean, do you agree? Like they're so sweet. Even if they're not your dogs, it's just like being around their little weird energy. You can get on the mic, Vanessa. You can, you can, I know, do, she it. You can do it. She's like, I'm not getting on the <laughs> Once mic. Once a month no, she does this. they're super cute. Like I, uh, I feel like Bruno really likes me now. Bruno yeah, does. Br- well, yeah, because Bruno, Bruno, you Bruno gotta get through F his. Me. You gotta get through his thick wall, and yeah. then he's like, "Okay, I'm into it." But there is nothing like when your dogs need you, and when they hand you their paw to like fix something, and you're like, or like uh, when they move their head up to your hand so you can pet them, and pet you're them like, more. "Oh, yes." <laughs> well, Kingston does this thing where as long as I, I hold him like a baby. He'll snuggle up with me, and I'll put him on his back in my arm on the couch, and he'll I'll just hold him and cuddle with him. Sometimes I literally will spoon my dog. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like big spoon to his little Don't spoon. Don't feel bad. I think I French kissed my dog one <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, you did. I saw you lick your dog one time, too. I did. Well, uh, first yeah. of all, that's I licked his head because I had read somewhere that that's what his mom would do, and I felt like he was upset, so I wow. did. Wow. Okay, well. Take us off the mic. It's gone too far now. <laughs> <laughs> the Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. 
It's time once again for what's popping. Michaela, take it away. All right, well, this is amazing. Jamie Lee Curtis is such an ally to our community, and it really has to do with her daughter, Ruby, who uh, came out saying that she was transitioning in 2020. Uh, And so Jamie Lee Curtis uh, wished her daughter happy 26th birthday on Instagram. Um, And... She made the post a message about the wave of anti-trans legislation currently being debated in states across the U.S. In her birthday message, she said, Today is the birthday of my trans daughter. I am proud and grateful to be the parent of a trans child. And I'm sending support to all of the trans families across the U.S. who are being targeted in this moment by conservative legislators. This country was founded on freedom, a profoundly simple idea that everyone living here should be free to dream and achieve what they want freely. Our Declaration of Independence promises that we are endowed with certain unalienable rights, including life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to defy it to ensure safety and happiness. A profound idea. Uh, We just want safety and happiness. And I think that this is incredible because I think that Jamie Lee Curtis is uh, of a generation that truly does not understand our trans community. And so for her to be the spokesperson saying, my daughter is trans, I'm going to step up, I'm going to fight back, and I'm going to show people that it's okay. And I'm going to learn. Yeah. She took the time to learn. Absolutely. And I get so tired of the the older generation saying, well, that's just not how it was in my day. We didn't have people like that. Yeah, you did. You just didn't have the conversation. Yeah, you just didn't acknowledge that. You can adjust, you can learn, you can grow. You're still alive. There's still time. And she's a perfect example. You know I love her. She's she's one of my. Oh, she's the original scream queen. She the was original. the scream queen before Nev Campbell was the scream queen. And I love me the Halloween films. I know. The I last love it. one was kind of trash, but the first reboot was incredible. I love it. So we'll see. All right. Well, coming up in our final hour, how we communicate. What does it mean when we use memes, emojis, and simply just don't answer the phone? We've got those details in the next hour. Good morning, Beat Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for being here. As always, we have a fantastic final hour coming up for you. Uh, you know, the way that we communicate with each other has changed so much uh, with the with the increased technology and social media apps and cell phones that are that are powerful computers in our hands all day, every day. Uh, have you changed with the times? Uh, we've got an interesting story about the first time uh, known known to man that the abbreviation LOL was actually used. Mm. And it's not going to be when you think, actually. Uh, it's much. It's been around much longer. Yeah. Oddly enough. Oddly We're talking enough. about that coming up here in about 13 minutes. Right now, it is time for news on the beat. Well, there's always so much going on, honey. Uh, Apple Inc. Chief Executive Office Tim Cook raised concern on Thursday over LGBTQ laws in the United States, mainly those focused on young people that opponents refer to as don't say gay legislation. As a proud member of the LGBTQ plus community, I am deeply concerned about laws being enacted across the country, particularly those who focused on our vulnerable youth. Walt Disney Company's Bob Chappick is another chief executive to voice his disappointment about the LGBTQ legislation. Uh, major U.S. tech firms, including Alphabet Inc., Google, Microsoft Corp., Meta Platforms Inc., and Apple are among more than 60 companies that have opposed equating gender-affirming treatment with child abuse by putting their names to an ad that ran in Texas on Friday. Google, Microsoft, Apple, and Meta did not immediately respond to requests for comment. Mm. 
All right, another news. The Biden administration will announce a series of steps aimed at closing the gender and racial wage gaps, with Vice President Kamala Harris hosting a virtual White House meeting to mark Equal Pay Day. The steps include a new regulation across the federal workforce, banning the u- banning the use of prior salary history in the hiring and pay-setting processes for employees, which the administration said in a fact sheet can help break the cycle of past arbitrary and potentially discriminatory pay that can follow women and workers of color from job to job, entrenching gender and racial pay gaps over time. President Joe Biden will also sign an executive order to limit federal contractors' access to the previous pay history of applicants and employees when determining salaries, and the administration said it will seek to ensure equity access to good paying jobs, noting the relative underrepresentation of women in many well-compensated occupations. For over 25 years, Equal Pay Day has helped draw attention to gender-based pay disparities by highlighting how far into a new year a woman must work on average to earn what a man did in the previous year, Biden said in a proclamation. Oof. Oof. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather, woof, woof. It's going to be a high of 61 in New York, 76 in L.A., 80 in Vegas, 90 in Palm Springs, and 72 in Houston. Now give us a vibe of the day. Before I give you a vibe, I've got a vibe, honey. Because guess what? We're in a 48-hour countdown right now uh, to an opportunity for you to get two tickets to see Lady Gaga's Chromatica Ball at Dodger Stadium here in Los Angeles this September 10th. Tickets are on sale right now. She's only doing 15 stadium tours, but we've got uh, a few pairs of tickets to give away, and we're going to do one of them this Thursday in the 9 o'clock hour, uh, 9 o'clock Pacific, 12 o'clock Eastern. During that hour, uh, the fifth caller to call in after you hear the song telephone (laughs) see what we did there get on your telephone call into the show uh and you could win a chance to go see her on tour we'll have that information for you to call in that morning but make sure you tune in thursday morning during their nine o'clock hour 12 o'clock eastern time or right now you can head over to wearechannelq.com right now for a chance to win another set of tickets uh you can only win one pair though so uh Increase your chances by Increase. listening, calling, and uh, getting onto our website. Increase your chances. Love it. Oh, you want a vibe of the day? I should probably do that. I was yes, so please. obsessed with Lady Gaga there for a moment. Do not wait until the conditions are perfect to begin. Beginning makes the conditions perfect. I think I had a dream about Lady Gaga last night. You were dreaming about me. I've interviewed her, and I'm, I have a, a beautiful photo with her that my partner got. But somehow in my dream, the experience expanded. And I think I spent some time hanging out with her. I love that for you. Huh. Beautiful. I just now remembered. Great. I do love her. All right. Coming up, I do love her too. Uh, how we communicate could possibly get us in trouble mm. in a world full of memes and emojis. Are we just not answering the phone? I'm not answering I the phone. I also got to tell you that your, uh, your, your lover... Daddy Lisa has not responded to my text. This I morning. told you. I sent her a uh, was it a meme or a GIF? I don't. Was really it GIF? Yeah, she did not respond. I'll so call her now. We might be in a fight. Fine. Good morning, Beat Channel Q. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. You know, we are a radio show. We communicate audibly here. We use our, our vocals. It's what we do. You're a singer. You communicate with your vocals, right? Uh, but the way we communicate in the real world has changed so much in recent years. Uh, that many people are struggling to keep up. The invention of you know cell phones and the internet and technology and social media apps has really changed the game. 
Never in my life before social media and before before I had a cell phone would I ever have said to somebody, ha, that had me laugh out loud. It wasn't really a thing. No, it wasn't. But somehow, LOL became prominent, became every day. How often do you use LOL? LOL is probably the thing I use most when I text somebody. It's how I let them know, and I just write it at the end of a sentence. It's a complete run-on sentence, and I put LOL to let them know, hey, I'm not upset right now. I'm being humorous, and I'm agreeing with you, or I'm making a joke. What do you use? What's your what's your I go-to? feel like I don't use LOL. I feel like I use LMAO. Oh, Laughing my butt off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. oftentimes, I really am laughing. Mm. Like I, like I, if it really like makes me laugh, I literally like maybe I'm not necessarily on the floor, rolling on the floor, laughing, R O F L, but I'm definitely laughing out loud. Do you know who the first person to type LOL apparently was? Who? A man by the name of Wayne Pearson. What was Wayne doing? In the 1980s. He lived in Canada. What? Yep. He laughed at a joke his friend typed into a pre-internet digital chat room called Viewline. He said, it had me bursting out laughing almost to the embarrassment of doing so in a house by myself, sitting at a computer. And instead of writing ha ha ha, as we had done before, when he found something funny, Pearson unknowingly, making history, uh, typed LOL. Becoming apparently the very first person to do so in the 1980s. That's crazy. That's, no, that's an old school computer. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of people now just communicate with acronyms. Is that what it is? Uh, um, sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. And also through emojis and memes yeah. and GIFs or GIFs, however you want to call it. But also it's kind of like messed up because people can send you like five cry laughing faces mm-hmm. and you think you're the most iconic person and they barely read the text. You Totally. You know what I'm saying? You're like... Oh, they think I'm hilarious. Yeah. Also, another thing is that generationally, I feel I'm 41. I like to call. You're 34 now? 33. Yeah. 34. Correct? 34. You're a little bit of both. You'll call, but you also like to communicate via text. Well, you're, you know what's... In, oh, go ahead. But then my sister is 25. She only texts. I'll, I'll be having a conversation with my sister, texting, 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 and then I'll try to call her or FaceTime her immediately. Will not answer completely ghost me that generation doesn't like to talk well you know what's so funny i growing up all of the girls that i was friends with maybe i was like eight nine ten would spend 11 12 would spend hours on the phone with each other after school yes and i would feel so like a weirdo because i didn't want to be on the phone with anybody Mm -hmm. but i think that as much of an extrovert as i am i'm very much an introvert as well and i would like exude so much Same. that when i got home i was like don't call me and i feel like that's why when i text if i don't answer and maybe you just say this i have energy to text you i don't have energy to use my voice and anything else so people will call me that i'm texting and then I'll watch it ring. I'll literally totally. watch the phone ring. Same. And then I'll text, sorry, can't answer. Continue on. <laughs> well, it's interesting because you, you, you bring that up because I remember, you know, friends would talk, especially girls, but I had some girlfriends that we would talk for hours on the phone, right? You take the the coiled up your phone line because we didn't have a wireless yet and take it down the stairs and close the door and try to like have some privacy. It's the only way you could get privacy. Then your sisters or brothers would get on the phone and listen in and it was annoying, right? Absolutely. But the other way we communicated back then was through handwritten notes on like school paper, like notebook paper with a pencil. Yes. Those little notes. pencils where you push through <gasps> and once the lead ran out, you'd put it at the back of the pencil and push out the new piece. Remember those? Those yes. were pretty cool. Or the pen that would have like multi different colors 
And there's the one that vibrated. That you could write fun. Oh, write, that was so fun. And you draw little pictures and like little hearts. and like, Essentially, we were making our own emojis back then. We were just drawing them on paper. And then they sort of evolved into what we use now. And the entire way we communicate has changed so in drastically. Every way. And we talked about this, you know, earlier in our show about the influencers in, in Russia and how they're being shut down right now because Putin shut down Instagram. For an entire generation, it's how they know how to communicate. So you're really taking away their entire like lifeline, their their communication like like skill set. It's just been erased. And I could adapt to that because I lived in a world way before social media and before the internet ever happened, and I know how to do that. But for these younger people, that's insane. Yeah. So it, it's fascinating if you and if you're ever talking to a younger person and and you feel that the way they communicate back to you is different than how you communicate to them, maybe they're a little bit awkward in person. It's easy to judge. It's easy to be like, ah, these kids nowadays. But also, they just live in a different world. It's just and a it's different what, world. It's what works for them. And maybe you're the one who needs to adjust. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah, think about that. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Tell me something good. I can't believe it's that time again. I can't it's believe time for it's Tell Me Something again. Good. We had a great show, Michaela. We really did have a great show. I love when Dr. James Simmons stops by. I think he's a great guy. Jimmy Sims. Come on, Zaddy. Uh, he and I were at the HRC dinner this weekend together. He was there with his husband. And let me tell you, James was living his best life. Yes. So, so adorable. Um, but it's now time for Tell Me Something Good. And Star Wars fans rally to raise funds to support transgender youth. This is something we refuse to stand by silently for. Uh, so fans of this franchise... Uh, can relate to uh, Padma Amidala, a character from the Star Wars prequel trilogy played by Natalie Portman, came out years ago. Uh, they relate for a multitude of reasons, from her troubled romance and with Anakin Skywalker to her desire to do her best to protect her people. Uh, it's the latter, though, that inspired uh, Princess Amidala and the Amidala Initiative. It's a group of Star Wars fans and content creators who have joined forces... See what I did there? Uh, to raise money for Texas advocacy organization Equality Texas after Texas Governor Greg Abbott directed the uh, Texas Department of Family and Protective Services to investigate the parents of trans children who have had or who are seeking elective gender affirming procedures or treatments. Come on. Listen, they're using their, their platform and their love of something in common to do something good. And I know you don't know a whole lot about the Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars world. Say that three times fast. Um, but Princess Amidala was willing to fight for causes that mattered, mattered to her, um, and that's what started the Amidala Initiative. Uh, so they're hoping to raise twenty-five thousand dollars to donate to Equality Texas, which I think is really cool. Come on, Star Wars world and Star Trek—they're also little like. They're like these dream scenarios of what society could look like if all different races and species lived in harmony together. That's sort of what they represent. So these other characters that you see that that, that we might see as like alien or something different. Yes. They've always been about equality. And that's what make these 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 films, these franchises so iconic. So I think that's why these fans relate. I love it. Love it. All right, this story is amazing. We always talk about student loans and how they should just be completely abolished. I look because they're like a pain in the a. Every day, I tweeted last night. I'm like, "Hey, Joe Biden, did you uh, forgive student loans yet? Nope. Asking for a friend. Yeah. Bye. I'll check again tomorrow. Totally. Like what? Totally. Well, uh, thanks to New Mexico, that might actually be a thing. Um, they have made it possible that free college has been approved. You can literally go 
to college for free and be educated. And now they're pushing other states to follow their lead. New Mexico passed a bill that makes all in-state public and tribal colleges both two-year and four-year free for all residents as long as they enroll in at least six credits and maintain a GPA of 2.5. That means residents can take classes part-time or full-time without worrying about tuition. The New Mexico Opportunity Scholarship Act, which Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham signed into law March 4th, makes New Mexico the first state to waive tuition for all public colleges and universities, regardless of a family's income. Some states offer free community college programs, and a handful of states have state-sponsored scholarships for some students at state universities. New Mexico has just upped the game, waiving tuition across the board, and people are loving it. That's so cool. It should be a right. Education should not be a money-making business any more than healthcare should be. And yet we see both of these both of these institutions making money off of selling dreams that don't come to fruition or 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 making money off keeping you healthy and alive. Like it's just weird how our system works here in the United States and the more we realize the more we realize. Absolutely. <laughs> and we see like we can do better. I remember being a kid and hearing about California for free state tuition. And I think they used to do the college tuition program here to some degree. That was always the rumor, at least back in Ohio. Oh, out in California, they give everybody free college. And I think they used to have different programs that are just maybe gone now. Uh, but this is really incredible. Absolutely. I wish I'd had this when I was, I would have gone to school in, where's it, New Mexico? Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Beautiful. I love that. Well, listen, this is a great way to end the show today. As always, thank you to our guests. Uh, We're going to continue rolling into the week with more great shows. But for now, listen to three hours of music just for you and then stick around for Let's Go There. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.